Hi, it's Connor Svensson here, founder and CEO of Web3 Labs, and this is your week in DeFi on Monday, the 6th of December 2021. Key events this week include DEX volumes hitting almost $100 billion last month. One Inch is going to be focusing more on institutional customers with their latest funding. And Balancer launches new staking pools, and Citadel announces their integration with Chainlink. The assets locked in DeFi finished the week down 4.3% at uh, $191 billion. According to the block data dashboard, uh, it's looking like the volume on decentralized exchanges or DEXs as they're known hit, hit around $99.5 billion uh, in November. Apparently the volumes uh, in terms of on DEXs have been climbing uh, since, ever since July with uh, November beating the previous uh, record that October had of $89.15 billion. The majority of this activity has been on the Uniswap network as well and the USDC and Ether pair was the, the most active apparently. A one inch network, they've announced a $175 million Series B round. What one inch do is they provide a decentralized exchange aggregator. The, the intent here is that they're actually going to be using this to do more with respect to serving institutional customers, including banks and hedge funds. And so they, they actually want to get licensed in Europe and in the US. Uh, they're going to focus though initially on the European market there and they've, they've got a, a new product they're working on called One Inch Pro. And then what, what this is going to provide is permissioned pools for institutions uh, and ensure that only verified participants can take place in it. So this is similar to what we've seen with Aave and we've spoken about that previously with their institutional focused lending pools. And so whether this is a trend that we start to see more and more of remains to be seen, but it kind of makes sense that with these decentralized protocols that in order to cater for institutions clients who care a lot about things like you know know your customer and anti-money laundering directives they need to have some clear identity processes in place there so it's it's definitely a you know a great space at the moment and we'll be you know we'll, we'll see we'll see where it heads over the coming months pangolin which is a decentralized exchange for ethereum and an avalanche um they've announced a formal partnership with olympus to create a bonding program and they're working together on their marketing pangolin is the first dex on the Avalanche blockchain to execute a bonding program, which basically means it owns its own liquidity in different markets and people can actually exchange their liquidity provider tokens for Pangolin governance tokens at a discounted rate. So this means that if people are providing liquidity uh, to these decentralized exchanges, uh, they get paid in, in tokens for it, but then they can actually exchange them at, at a discount. The idea here, though, is that uh, people will be incentivized to keep these liquidity provider tokens and, and, and not, not sell them on because they can be used as a discount to get these, these Pangolin tokens, uh, which they hope anyway is Will, will actually reduce the amount of um, yield farming that's happening on top of the platform. So often what happens is that people do activities that generate tokens, but then they actually take those tokens and exchange them for other tokens. And the hope here is that they can incentivize people to actually keep hold of them for a bit longer. IDEX, which is a decentralized cryptocurrency exchange, uh, have announced the version three hybrid liquidity DEX on the Polygon blockchain platform. So Polygon's one of the layer two scaling networks for Ethereum. And what they want to do is merge traditional order book functionalities with automated market maker liquidity pools. You know, typically with centralized exchanges, you have this idea of order books where people put orders in that of what they want to buy or sell, and then someone either sells or buys at that specific price filling the order. Whereas in decentralized exchanges, they use these automated market maker uh, liquidity pools where people basically put uh, different ratios of crypto assets into a pool 
together for uh, people to actually trade. So it's a very different model in terms of how it works. And so they're looking at this kind of hybrid approach there. And the intent is that they'll actually provide better returns for the people who are providing the liquidity on the platform. It's def- definitely in a, a, like fascinating innovation to see in terms of this convergence of the two. Um, you know, whether it, it's something that other companies start to follow through with remains to be seen. But it's, it's great to see these innovations moving forward there. The decentralized autom- uh, automated market maker, Bancor, as well, they're going to be launching new staking pools and uh, they're upgrading their impairment loss protection mechanism. This is off the back of their Bancor V3 update. So impairment loss is where basically people who are providing the liquidity pools, as in, you know, you provide, say, um, USDC and Ether into a liquidity pool. If you don't closely monitor that and the prices move apart significantly, you can end up with a loss because you end up with a much higher volume of a certain token than the other. And so this is uh, the, the whole idea of impairment loss that people need to monitor quite closely when they're using it. And so what they want to do is um, they want to have instant impairment loss protection. Bancor previously have actually rolled out impairment loss insurance, um, which will basically enable people to receive back all of their initial capital plus fees as well. But they had to wait 100 days and apparently now they're not going to need to do this uh, anymore. So it's, it's good to see Bancor you know, driving new innovations forward here. Whether we see something similar emerging in Uniswap, the most popular decks remains to be seen. Citadel, uh, a uh, another DAO, obviously, uh, they're they're working with Chainlink now to unlock tokenized real estate use cases for DeFi. So what Citadel has is they've got yield farms that are powered by real estate that are composable with DeFi applications. And so the idea is that with the Chainlink uh, connectivity, they'll be able to have verifiable, reliable data on real estate valuations. And they're going to be taking data from you know, very well-known uh, sources like uh, Knight Frank, uh, Salvils, and a number of others. And so the Citadel angle here is more about uh, having tokenized real estate. And it's obviously a massive market there. And uh, it's, it's always fun where you're seeing people who are pushing the boundaries of you know, kind of combining the, uh, the the old or established world with the, the, the new DeFi world. So definitely one to watch. That's all we have for this week in DeFi. If you're interested in other key events across enterprise blockchain and protocols, crypto or our NFT updates, do check out our other This Week in Blockchain episodes too. Thanks and I'll see you next week. Hi, it's Connor Svensson here again. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm really excited to share with you that I've written a book, The Blockchain Innovator's Handbook, A Leader's Guide to Understanding, Adopting and Succeeding with This Disruptive Technology. I've been wanting to share my learnings about blockchain and Web3 for a number of years with a wider audience, and I'm really excited that I can do this now. This book covers everything from the fundamentals of the technology through to opportunity identification and implementation for your business to ensure that you can be one of the big beneficiaries of the wider transition to Web3 that's taking place now. The book is available in physical as well as digital form. For more information, head to web3labs.com forward slash innovators.